Welcome to the Dealmakers Coffee Break, where we talk to industry pros about their success stories, deals, and market insights in just enough time for you to enjoy a cup of coffee. So grab your mug and join us for a chat with the people behind the deals. I'm Asaf Raz. Let's go. So after a short break, welcome to another episode of the Dealmakers Coffee Break Edition, our short and sweet episodes. And now we're back after our break with LePay Chow, who's the Investor Relations Executive at Crown Capital. But yeah, LePay, please take it away. Tell us about yourself. Our listeners are eager to hear about you and your history, and then we'll take it from there. Yeah, good morning and welcome. Like you said, I am in the military. I am still in, uh, currently still on active duty um, here in D.C. Both my husband and I are still on active duty. I have about 21 years in at this point, and my husband has over 30. You know, that is really one of our main motivation. We started this real estate about five years ago as a way to kind of setting up for our next chapter. As we are transitioning from the military career to something else, right, next. But the idea is to have more control of our time. As you know, right, being in the military, you really have very little control. So even less than, mm -hmm. you know, any other job. Tell me yeah. about it. In Israel, we have to go to the army. So I remember, I remember how it feels like. Yeah, I mean, everybody who's working 9 to 5, um, I, I think you everybody is, you know, devoting a lot of hours to to their job, right? But with the military, you also have deployments and a lot more time away from home. Um, so, you know, after 20, 30 years of that, right, our intention is to have more time back, uh, really be able to relax and do the things we want to do after a very, you know, a very demanding career. That's awesome. That's pretty cool. I mean, you have a very interesting history as to how you went into real estate. And I think one of the most interesting questions is how, like, how do you, are you, you're still actively serving. And when I look at your LinkedIn, you have so many other positions in investing as well. You've done this for years. How do you do everything? Yeah. So we have done it for about five years. Uh, you know, I still consider myself, you know, a new investor. I'm learning every day. And of course, there are people out there who's done this for 20, 30, 40 years. How we got started really uh, was we sold the house prior to like five years ago, right? Like neither one of us like even look at real estate or interested, just really not a thing like we were, I guess, aware of, you know, uh, at the time. We sold the house in California because uh, we were getting moved to D.C. and we want to buy a home here. We luckily made a lot of money from that transaction, right? But we had that house for almost 10 years and we were really hands off. You know, we were one of those people like, you know, kind of maybe a little scared, intimidated, you know, um, when it comes to real estate. And I know for me, I was just happy somebody's paying my mortgage because I had a renter. And I don't really have to worry about it. That's like all I ask for. <laughs> Never really um, check on the value or, you know, raise the rent like the entire time. 
but we decided to sell. We actually made pretty good money from that sale. You know, it's a light bulb moment, right? So that was the initial capital we had to put down for our first rental properties. And then we started out in residential. We bought a few single family homes and a couple of duplexes. You know, that's where we started. The rest is history. Yes. Yes, it is. And and I'm really interested in what Crown is doing. I know you guys are focusing on multifamily today, right? Mostly with the specific times, with the whole interest rate situation, everything is a little bit more expensive. The market is a little bit unstable. With those changes, what is your investment strategy today? And how is it more maybe unique or different than anybody else? Obviously, if I would be an investor to ask you, that question would be very relevant. And I'm trying to understand mostly like, how did you change that strategy? How did it evolve throughout the past year? Yeah, I would say that our strategy, you know, number one focus right now is capital preservation. So the priority is we never want to lose investors' money, right? So we are very conservative, especially now with today's interest rate um, in our underwriting. You know, we take all that into consideration, uh, the interest rate, the cap rate, and just the market condition in general. But uh, we do put great focus on capital preservation. I think in today's market, you know, the priority is, of course, not to lose money. And then if you make money, it's great. It's like gravy. Uh, we look at uh, reasonable return, you know, um, like 7 to 8%. But we're definitely not selling you things we cannot deliver uh, at this point. And even that, it's been very challenging. We look at a lot of deals, but we have not had one we really feel we should go for it. Mm-hmm. We have been the deal flow being slow, and as you you probably already know, right? Like uh, we are looking at our deals, but n- most of them are not like pencil off. Yeah. So we did pivot a little bit to uh, off market. So we do have direct to seller. We are working on, but you know, with those deals, it's really based on relationship, right? And then that can take some time to really kind of like. Have the conversation, getting to know each other, getting to know the seller, getting to know their stories and just kind of like slow drip. But we are working through some of those things. We have owners who are at the older age. They are contemplating selling, but not like, oh, I want to sell tomorrow. But we are building those relationships and um, just being patient. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the part of relationship building I think it's it's really the most important part, specifically right now. It even feels like a little bit of a tug of war between buyers and sellers. Like who's going to be the the first one to let go? Just because sometimes I know that the the asset prices reflect what it was like six to to eight to ten months ago, right? But it doesn't necessarily reflect the value of the asset for an investor today with cap rates, insurance rates, interest rates, obviously, right? So it's like a tug of war as soon as you do this first. And I like your special approach where you say, um, we're going to focus on doing relationship building to find those new assets, which is pretty cool. Yeah, because, I mean, we have looked at plenty of OMs, right? And as you know, the OMs are, it's hard. It's hard to make them work, those numbers. Yeah. So you really have to kind of like go outside that box, find other sources. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, so, so you're you're geographically you're focused, if I'm not mistaken, in the Sun Belt area, right? Specifically, mostly um, Texas. Am I correct by saying that? Yeah, we are in Texas, and we are also uh, another market we are focused on is Atlanta. We have mm-hmm. some brokers relations there and some um, contacts there in that market. But so far, we have not had any success in Atlanta, but we do love the market. So we just continue working it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're good. They're good markets. Anything in the Sunbelt area right now is is continuing to grow. So it's um, I believe it's a great place to invest in, specifically in your position, because you run all the investor relations. What has changed with how investors react to the market, right? Like, what are the things that you're seeing that are special or unique to investors that you've been talking to? I think I get like two extreme, right? Like, so one kind, one one type of investor is they really want to deals. Um, they have capital they want to place. Um, they kind of like getting a little impatient. You know, they want to know when when do you have something else to offer? You know, when mm. is the next deal? Um, so it is um uh, it is challenging to keep people waiting. Um, a lot of times, you know, you will. It is what it is. You will lose the investor just because uh, they're ready to invest. And if you don't have something at the moment, you know, they may go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, another type is they kind of really pull back. They pull back. Uh, they just didn't really want to do anything right now. They want to put their money into the money market or savings account. Just something very, very safe. And I get it. I get it. So this is what I see. <laughs> this is what you're feeling right now. Any particular story that comes to mind? that happened maybe lately or in the past few months? Yeah, so I had this one particular investor, you know, I helped her to set up her self-directed IRA account. Well, that in itself, it was a long process because the type of investment she had and this and that, right? So it took us like a couple of months to get that set up. When it was finally ready to go, she was so excited. It was maybe about, I think, January, February this year. You know, it took like, four or five months to get everything like straightened up, right? And then have her self-directed IRA ready to go. So when her account was set up, she was like, I'm ready to invest. Like now I want to put my money into something. We didn't have anything because we just closed the property last last year in December. She was trying to get, you know, on that one, but, you know, her account wasn't ready. So when it was ready, the property has closed and she's been kind of asking me just every week, is there anything, is there anything? So, but so far we have not had anything, you know, that I'm able to offer her. And uh, yeah, it's really, you know, keep her engaged, you know, keep her posted on what we're doing. Uh, we're doing a lot of that. That's uh, sometimes, uh, we said it before in the episode, but sometimes relationships mean more than anything else. So that's a smart move. I love that. So before we end the the episode, obviously we reviewed your history and everything about Crown Capital. Um, there is one spot at the end of the episode, which I call a shameless plug. I leave about one to two minutes for that. And the shameless plug is literally what I say it is, right? It's It's just a place for you to shamelessly talk about your next opportunities, talk about current investments, share what you're working on today. Where are some places people can find more information about Crown Capital and even reach out to you? This is the time and please do it shamelessly. All right. <laughs> so like I say, right, like the deal flow has been slow. So one thing we started doing was to start offering more education opportunities, especially for our passive investors. You know, we want them to be educated. 
So, and also for the active, you know, we also started looking at, okay, how can we help other, you know, people who want to get into multifamily? So we are doing a webinar every other week on Tuesday, that's 2 p.m. Eastern. So that is uh, for anybody, you know, just multifamily in general, real estate in general, just, you know, make sure we are keeping up with, you know, educating ourselves and learning. All the information is on our website, uh, which is www.crowncapitalcorp.com. You will be able to find the webinar information and also the masterclass we are launching here in September, first early part of September. That is more geared toward active investors who want to be more hands-on. And we are also launching the masterclass for that. So mm-hmm. while the deal is slow, you know, we need to sharp our pencils, right? Yes, that's true. No, and also education is the perfect preparation for the next deal or the next uh, capital raising. So it's definitely something I can see a lot of people doing. But specifically also, you know, when I talked to Noel, he was my first episode of the season. I remember the energy and everything that was like, he was super into it. It was super energetic. And one of the things that I liked the most about Crown Capital is the education piece. And Lupe, I'm also going to talk about in your education piece, the uh, uh, Crown Capital has webinars and blog posts and a podcast and an ebook that any passive investor can learn from. The, the content is great. I do recommend to, to go to the Crown Capital website. It's crowncapitalcorp.com. And then you can go to the education piece and find everything there. Yes, please um, join us if you are available and just join us. Let's connect and, and see where it goes. Perfect. Amazing. Amazing. I really appreciate the time. I know it was super quick, but there's a lot of value in this episode and I loved it. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to launch it very soon in a couple of weeks. So thank you so much uh, for joining us and thank you for providing so much insight to our audience. Thank you. Short and sweet is the best. Perfect. Amazing. Thank you for joining us. Check out more episodes on the Dealmakers podcast available on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, and Agora's website at agorareal.com slash podcast. See you in the next episode.